listening to Lone Oak Student Ministry Podcast. Tough questions, testimonies, and text-driven preaching. Hey, welcome to or welcome back to the Lone Oak Student Ministry Podcast. If this is your first time listening or maybe it's been a little while since you've listened in, it's been a little while since we've uploaded some content, but... Either way, we're glad that you are listening in today to the Lone Oak Student Ministry Podcast. We have a special guest today. Uh, you already saw it in the title. Our guest today is none other than the one and only Mr. Gavin Smith. Gavin, tell the world hello. Hello, world. How are you today? <laughs> that's, you know, every time I'm like, hey, I don't know what you're going to say, but that's great. That's it. You know, it could be daytime. Yeah. Or, or it could be nighttime when they're listening to it. It could be mid-afternoon. Or morning time. You never know. But uh, anyways, hey, we're, we're glad that you are joining us and listening or wherever you find yourself out. Whatever day it could be, this could be, you could be listening to this podcast like three years from now. That's what's crazy about a podcast, Gavin. That's right. You just never know. You never know. It's like a time capsule. Like, like, like a, the one we found. Exactly. We found a time capsule here at the church when we were digging into it. The contents are still out there. Now, if you're listening to us three years from now, um, the contents probably won't be in there. They may be on a display case somewhere, but I don't That'd know. That'd be cool. So anyways, hey, so Gavin, uh, some people know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people don't. Uh, it could be that uh, someone's listening to this uh, several years later. Uh, but tell us just a little bit about... Uh, about who you are first, just, just some fun facts about you. Then we'll get to know a little bit more about you. And then we have a special segment called Funnier Favorites. So tell us just a little bit about who you are. All right. So like Joe said, I'm Gavin Smith. I just graduated from McCracken County High School. Um, in the fall, I'll be attending Norwalk Conservatory of the Arts for a musical theater dance performance. Um, I've grown up here at Longing First Baptist Church since I was born. My mom has always come here, my grandma and my grandpa always come to church here um yeah i've grown up in the student ministry since the sixth grade um it's been great um yeah cool all right so a lot of ums no it's all good it's all good so um all right so speaking of of student ministry um funny or favorite memory now (laughs) one of your funnies which which to be fair it it technically belongs to you, but it's already mentioned a few times. But yep. so you you can have the freedom to mention it or not. Um, so funny or favorite or both mm-hmm. uh, from your time in student ministry. You know, I'll throw in a both, but you know, I got to start with the iconic the um, fall retreat fan. Middle um, school fall retreat. Middle school fall retreat. Back in the day, seventh yeah. grade fall retreat. Yep. Um, you know, it was just it was a random moment that happened. I don't need to go much into it. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, involved was, the ceiling fan. Involved the ceiling fan. Um, a hand got caught in the ceiling fan. <laughs> the hand Set, is fine. The hand is fine. The, the fan hand, was not. The fan was definitely not. <laughs> the fan was fixed. It has been restored. Um, and the fan does still work to this day. Nice. So very good. So yeah, but my favorite, my favorite memory from student ministry, I think, is just, um, watching, and seeing a bunch of or a lot of these students grow up and leave and see what they're doing now in like the world because of student ministry Mm -hmm. and just seeing like the middle schoolers start where they are and then seeing Mm -hmm. them grow as people and in their faith, I think is just something that I really love to watch. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, one of the joys of of my job. What I got to do is, 
is, you know, I remember you when you were a sixth grader and like, it sounded kind of surreal, like now you're headed off to college and into the world. So, but getting to see that, that growth and <laughs> physical growth yep. and spiritual growth, mm-hmm. you know, both of those are, are awesome. Um, the spiritual growth, obviously more important, but, right. uh, it is cool to see, you know, a little sixth grader <laughs> and then come up and then, you know, all the things happen and stuff and grow. So, but cool. All right. So, um, so Gavin, maybe tell us just a little bit more about your story and then we'll, we'll jump into our topic for today. Um, so anything you want to just share about just, just your life, your testimony a little bit, just briefly. Yeah. Um, like I said, I grew up in the church. Um, the Lord has always been a big part of my life. Um, I got saved when I was seven years old. Um, but I think, and I can admit that when I was baptized, I wasn't, I felt as if I was doing it because I felt like I just needed to. I felt as if it was just something that I had to go through the motions of doing. And I wasn't really living for God and I wasn't following his will as I should have been. And so from, I hate, I'd say from seventh to, or seven years old till about uh, beginning of high school, I was really Mm. just kind of living for myself, saying I was a Christian, saying I had been baptized, but not really doing what I should have been doing as a Christian. And then um, we went to Fuge this past summer, and the Lord really spoke to me and said, hey, you haven't been doing what I've been asking of you, and you've been struggling a lot with sin and just being of the world and not of God. And that really hit, that hit me like a freight train, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And so now I'm really trying to reform that relationship with the Lord and, you know, having a daily quiet time and reading my Bible and just listening to the Lord and not listening to mm-hmm. the world around me. Gotcha. Cool. You mentioned Fuge Camp. Mm-hmm. Talk about a little about the, just the role or, and just what Fuge has meant and just camp in general, just kind of your walk and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuge has been huge. Huge Fuge. It's a good rhyme. I know, right? That was good. <laughs> um, but yeah, Fuge has been a big part of my life. Um, I think hmm, I'm, I'm really glad that we got to go to Union and because my mom also went to union and right. that gave her a big reason why she wanted to go. And I feel like it helped that she was there because I was able to like go to her and just ask her questions. Mm-hmm. And also Fuge like really is life change. Mm-hmm. And like many people, my life has changed for, for the better because of Fuge. And if you get, I, this is a PSA to any of you, people out there listening. If you can and you get the chance to go to Fuge, I highly recommend going to Fuge because yes, it's fun. You get to do all these fun things like rec and uh, morning celebration, but you're going there to learn and grow in your faith. And that's what's most important. And you do it with an amazing group of people. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about what your hopes are for Fuge for next yes. summer. Yeah. Um, since we've been going to Fuge, I always thought that being a staffer would be a great idea, but I never really, you know, like really gave in. I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to apply. And so I finally applied to uh Fuge. And so hopefully, mm-hmm. um, 
I will be at, at Union, hopefully. Hopefully, but yeah. If I get to be a staffer, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, that's great. I always, I as well, we, we went to Centrifuge when I was a teenager. Fuge has been going on for a long time. Like right. a long time. I think like 40, 40 years, something like that's that, crazy. 45 years. Um, I always wanted to be a summer staffer, but mm-hmm. instead I was a summer intern at a church. Uh, but we went to Fuge Camp, so it was kind of like I was a summer staffer, right? Um, but I wasn't. But no, it's it's great, and so yeah, we're we're excited about to see see what happens with that next summer. You never know; we've got a few other students who maybe work in Fuge Camps next summer, mm-hmm. so that'll be fantastic. So, and uh, we are uh, as a student minister, we are going back to Fuge Camp next summer, the first week of June. So signups will be uh, live very shortly. So go ahead and mark your calendars down for. First week of June, I think it's June 3rd through 8th, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. Um, but definitely yes. the first week of June. Uh, Gary Morgan's going to be our camp pastor again. Um, so Gary. Gary be our camp pastor for the third time. Dang. And so, yeah, he'll have to get some new stories. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so Gary will be there. Well, cool. Well, hey, let's go ahead and transition now. Just kind of our, our topic. Um, Gavin, you mentioned um, going off to, to school. That's a little bit about it. But also kind of just your background. Your I don't think you really talked much about um, – just kind of like your, I mean, your main interest with mm-hmm. musical theater and stuff like that, but yeah. that kind of ties into this as well as being a Christian in a, mm, a non-Christian environment a lot of right. times. Right. And so, um, talk a little bit about, about that, what, mm-hmm. what that has looked for like for you in high school, but then also just kind of challenges and worries, even concerns right. about, um, this next two years of your life. And then we'll, we'll just kind of discuss back and forth. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be hard because like you said, it's a different, a different ball game. Um, I'm very strong in my faith. I, I, my beliefs are very strong and for the most part, they aren't going to match up with what a lot of people mm-hmm. up there believe. And that's just how it is. But, um, I've great, I've got a great support system here at home with my family and here at the church. And um, I feel as if it's not more, I'm nervous about how my beliefs are gonna be, um, what's the word? Challenge? Challenge, yeah. yeah. More of how are other people's like views of me gonna change uh-huh. Yeah, and how will, my friendships be changed yeah. through kind that. Of some hostility there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, um, I mean, it, it, for your context, it's musical theater, right? Yes. Um, for someone else's context, maybe something totally different, mm-hmm. but our culture today is becoming more of a mm, hostile world towards yeah. Christianity, right? Yes. Where, I mean, it's not so much here in Paducah yet, but mm-hmm. there are some places where, man, you almost get labeled hate speech yeah. for just simply, um, I say simply, sometimes people are just jerks about it right? Um, with, with the way they present mm-hmm. the truth, right? And we'll talk about that just a little bit about, but it is true that a lot of our world is coming more hostile towards Christianity. Mm-hmm. So where you, you know, you speak out that you're a Christian, oh, all of a sudden, you get labels put on you, right? Right or wrong, exactly. You know, yeah. um, and it's up to you and how you how you present that truth. But just talk if you if you don't mind, talk a little bit about just what are some struggles you face with being a Christian in the musical theater world? And yeah, um, you know, there's a stigma mm-hmm. 
around about men in theater and being homosexual sure. or having different beliefs mm-hmm. and i've definitely had to face those yeah. since, because i've been doing musical theater for since i could talk and walk um but i know that i have faith in god in the lord sure and that that's not the truth and so it's just staying grounded in my mm-hmm. beliefs mm-hmm. and knowing that those are people's opinions and they can have those opinions but i my opinions are my truth and so i'll stay grounded in that gotcha yeah and so you know uh, like i said context everyone's context is different mm-hmm. um you know for you you mentioned you know where you're going at there is you know a lot of stigmas and things like that about mm-hmm. it but you know it's i think you could see it as two different ways you could see like well man maybe i just shouldn't be there right yeah um maybe i should, shouldn't do that maybe i shouldn't just since it since it's such a hostile world mm-hmm. and maybe labels and things are gonna be put on me maybe i just shouldn't go right but you know when we line up with scripture that's not really what we see mm-hmm. in scripture you know jesus didn't say go to where it's comfortable right. go to where uh you'll fit in mm-hmm. he said go 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 into all the world go right. into the parts of the world where yeah, maybe you will get made fun of. Go into worlds where you will face hostility. Go into the dark places. Mm-hmm. Shine light in the darkness. So, you know, for for you, for Gavin, you know, God, how God has shaped, equipped, called you to lead. Um, you know, God's given you this the gift and talents and abilities mm-hmm. for musical theater, and that's from the Lord, right? Every right. good and perfect thing Scripture says comes from God. That's right. And so it's all about how you can take your anyone's talents, gifts, and abilities, and line them up to where the Lord could use you. Right, yeah. Um, what you said about like being uncomfortable. One of my mm-hmm. favorite things that my dance teacher Wheeler Hughes likes loves to say is, "You have to be uncomfortable to grow." Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to any situation, no matter where you are. Is you're not going to grow, and you're not going to grow as a person, as or grow in your craft if you're just mm-hmm. doing the same thing. And yep. you're like, "I got this. This is easy." Yep. Like you have to struggle. You have to fight to get to your yep. end goal. You know, you said that quote uh, reminded me of a book um, by a great author. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe I don't, not. Um, I don't. The, the title of the book is If You're Comfortable, You're Not Growing mm. by the one and only Dan Pope. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Yeah, I okay. do know what that is. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I mean, you, you're exactly right. And that topic is, 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 is applicable for, for many mm-hmm. things of life. When I think Satan loves to keep us com- in our comfort zone. Right. Right. Loves mm-hmm. to keep us comfortable, loves for us to just stay where we're at. Um, but I don't think that's what the Lord teaches us. I don't think that's no. what he shows us. And um, so, so for you, you know, you're, you've grown up in musical theater, you've already faced some challenges mm-hmm. here um, and probably some pressure from both sides, people within the theater and people outside. Mm-hmm. If I, I mean, and so and and so now you're going off to to this talk a little bit about the program you're going to yeah um yeah. it's norwalk conservatory of the arts it's a two-year um program i'll get my associate's degree um yeah it's it's very new my class is the mm-hmm. first class to graduate i guess you could say okay from the school there's 48 there's three majors and 16 per major so it's a really small um class we all live in one housing unit um there's no like cafeteria and so we gotta go out and get our own food 
it's kind of just like mm-hmm. how life is going to be yeah. in the real world. So, but yeah. so, but this program, the the um, the goal is to get on a Broadway show, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I about 70 percent of the students who have gone through a different program through this college mm-hmm. are either on Broadway, have been on Broadway, or working on um, a tour of a Broadway show. Sweet. And so that's, that's your dream. Yes. My dream is to be able to tour and then get to perform here at the Carson center. Uh, Okay. So that's like, that's number one right now. Yeah. Cool. So, um, but just, so talking about that and and even that world, it's, it's going to be tough. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, what about just being, being a Christian in in a hostile world, being a Christian minority, if we will, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the challenges that come with that, what are what are your concerns even with having a rock solid faith mm-hmm. what concerns do you have i think my one concern is just being able to how do i say this being able to make the have the time to be mm-hmm. able to sit down and have real quiet time with the yeah, lord yeah. because it there's one there's a difference between opening your bible reading a verse and going on with your day and then there's opening your bible reading your verse mm-hmm. and listening to the Lord. And I think that's my one concern is that I'm not going to be able to have that time to be able to sit down right. and really read scripture. Yeah. I'm thinking of, um, Daniel, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So mm-hmm. those guys, they were, I think it's Daniel, hmm, Daniel six, maybe, um, they were taken from their home, right? Right. Take, they were captives, taken away to Babylon. And I don't know if you remember, um, they're taken from, from their home, but then it's not like they got ended up, they ended up in like, I don't know, like a poor living condition. No, right. They ended up in the King's royalty court. Right. So it's all about temptations, man. They had all the temptations in the world Mm -hmm. to give in to the ways of the world. Right. Um, at that time. I mean, you had so they, their temptation was to give loan, give into the Babylonian ways, and this was a a strategy they used to like r- basically erase the Jewishness out of them, mm-hmm. right? They wanted them to start eating different foods, uh, doing different things, and and but it, what it says in scripture, I was trying to look up that up, that Daniel and his friends they decided in their hearts, like they determined in their hearts before they got to that that they were not going to give in, that they. They were going to, no matter what, they, they determined in their hearts, they were going to stay true to their faith, to their religion. Um, and I think, you know, man, I don't know that I could have done that. You know, like you see, and I think this is for, for not only you, Gavin, but anyone, it's like, it's a much easier life just to, to, to give in. Right. Right. Yeah, Especially absolutely. in the world we live in today, it's much easier just to, um, accept and affirm in whatever language you want to use the mm-hmm. ways of all kind of things, right. not just one particular thing. It's, it's, it's much easier to go with the flow than to go mm-hmm. against, For sure, you know? And so for Daniel, them, you know, I can imagine some God, what are you doing? Like you, you took us away from our home and now here we are here. And, but here's all these people they are wanting to give us food and all these nice things. Right. Yeah. But they, I love how it says they determine in their hearts, that they were not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, for, for you and for any, for all of us, really, we have to decide before we get in that choice, before sure. we get in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a decision that comes with, as you're growing in your faith right now, 
you know, I think for, for anyone who, um, and gets in that situation, if you have to wait to decide, it's probably too late. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's not that God can't show up and do wonderful mm-hmm. things, but it, how much more effective will it be if you've already decided in your heart, Hey, before I get there, here's your, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay true to myself. Here's how I'm going to do that. So, um, man, that's, a, I was just thinking just with your story with anyone's story, yeah. there's a thing called, um, you ever heard of what a keystone habit is? I think so. So a keystone habit is like, what's one thing you could do that is a keystone thing, like a, a really important thing. What's, what's one thing you could do that would have, uh, effects on multiple areas of your life. Mm. So a keystone habit could be, I'm going to wake up early in the morning, mm. right? So I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to make that my keystone habit. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to do it every single day. I'm not going to take any days off. I'm going to be committed to waking up at this time every day. So what would happen if you decided to that one, that one thing? Well, now that keystone habit is you're getting better sleep because you know you're going to have to go to bed on time, yep. right? Not only that, but spiritually, hey, I'm going to start doing my quiet time in the morning. I have more time for prayer. I'm going to feel better about myself. Maybe I have time to exercise now. But it all goes back to that one keystone habit of just making a decision, deciding I'm going to get up early in the morning. So for, for you and for anyone else, when it comes to just, you know, being in an environment where people are hostile towards Christianity, what's a keystone habit that you could do that would affect multiple things in your life? I don't know. And to think about that. Yeah. Um, our friend Gary, Gary Morgan, tying it back to, to Gary, uh, camp pastor, tying back to Fuge. There's a lot of callbacks here, Gavin. I know. Um, Look at that. But uh, in, in the true spirit of theater and stuff, um, Gary, what do, you, what do you remember about Gary's story, about where he lives and what he does? Do you remember a little bit about it? Tell, tell the people. I remember that he lives in Nashville. He does. Um, he lives in Nashville, lives in apartment life. Yeah. I remember that he had a, he has some friends who mm-hmm. who have – had some rough patches. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I don't, I don't remember what night it was at Fuge. Little story yep. time from Fuge. Um, I don't remember her name, but I remember that. But Gary was talking about her, and she's and he said that she said that she was trying to run away from God and just get away from him because I believe something had happened and she just lost faith. And I remember he said doesn't matter how far you run, Jesus is always going to be there. Yeah. And that, and I wrote that down. I started and I circled and I highlighted it. And then I wrote it in like my, I wrote it in my Bible. And I just, I realized, um, I can like, you can go through no matter what, you can think that you're just going to fall to the ground and just die, or you're just going to run as far as you can. Mm-hmm. But like, God's always going to be there. Like he's right. not going to, he's, he's not going to ditch you. Be like, well, they're lost. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to stand his ground. He's going to be there for you. Right. And so Gary, um, was able to have those conversations because man, he was there. Mm -hmm. He, Gary will tell you, um, you know, the apartment complex, he lives in downtown Nashville, like a handful of people are are believers, even Christ followers in the Mm -hmm. building. And so some of the stories that Gary tells, um, some of the friends he has, um, you know, it's, it's a, it may probably make a few people blush and a little, little like, Oh my, you know, just the type of people he interacts with. But what Gary would tell you and what is a challenge for all of us is I think there, there's a, 
Um, some people think that you can't be friends with people who are hostile towards Christianity. Right. And while I think there are definitely people like that who just completely write you off just for being mm -hmm. a Christian, I think people on both sides do that. People who are yeah. believers and people who are not believers. For sure. But there are people on both sides who genuinely just love people. Mm -hmm. And, hey, it's okay um, that you're a Christian. I'm, hey, how do you treat me? Right. How how do you treat people, right? I think there there are definitely people, believers and non-believers, especially, who um, who love people, and after all, we should. I mean, that's what God's called us to do. Who hey, I, the there's a quote that that I hear that um, a guy by the name of Preston Sprinkle says this: "Truth will not be heard until grace is felt," mm. right? And so people will be more prone to listen to a truth that you have. But if you're being a jerk about it or you're trying to cram it down their throat, mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't expect someone to listen to me, no. you know, but, and so what, what Gary does and what the challenge for all of us to do is to, how do we navigate a hostile world against Christianity, but still um, be in the world, but not of the world. Right. Yep. How, how do you still, because you, you can't avoid the escapable reality of being in the world, right? Right. Unless you go and, you know, yeah. live in a van somewhere mm -hmm. and or whatever, never, you know. Speak to yeah. a human. You just completely is isolate yourself. Yeah. Right? And and I, even that, man, I don't think that's biblical. No. Because what Christ has told us to do. So, you know, for you, God has put a calling on your life and gifted you with talents and abilities to go there, mm -hmm. you know. And I think, you know, for, for you to be able to see that as a calling, a mission field to go, like who's going to go, right? Someone's got to go there. Mm -hmm. People need Jesus at the Norwalk Conservatory. And Gavin, you may be the only one there. But just like with the story of Esther, for such a time as this, man, God has you there for such a time as this to 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 be at light and darkness. Right. Um, but, but, but going back to just, hey, being a friend, mm -hmm. you know, being a friend never hurts, you know, sure. being kind uh is is it always wins kindness always wins yep. loving people always wins now the difficulty is how do you love someone but still speak truth into their life right um and i think that's where we're being a friend first mm -hmm. and being kind yeah and serving mm -hmm. hey let me help you out and you know can can hey you want to come over let's grab some dinner or or whatever that looks like and then as you have converse as you develop relationships conversations come up I remember um, when I was in college, um, my I, I looked out my my roommate. He and I were both believers. Uh, we just kind of looked out that way, and we both had had determined that we were not going to drink or party or do any of that stuff. And it was so it was easier for for both of us to hold to that because we both were like minded, kind of like Daniel Shadrach and Meshach Abednego. They determined, right. yeah. hey, we're going to do this together, and they were together mm -hmm. in that. Now I don't know what's going to look like for you if you're going to have another believer. You may not. But you've got a support system back home that can mm -hmm. hold you accountable with that as well. But um, I remember my second year, I had an opportunity to live with a bunch of uh, believers from the BCM, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry. But I just remember our, our theme that year was was being light in the darkness. And I was like, ah, you know, I could live with a bunch of Christians. But what if what if I live with a bunch of non-believers? What would that look like? And so I did. Mm -hmm. it, was some, it was some guys that I met in my dorm 
that I chose to live with them. So they weren't complete strangers, right? but I knew they weren't believers. Mm -hmm. But God had just placed a burden on my heart to be with those guys. And these guys, you know, were true college, (laughs) college guys. They wanted to go out drinking and all kinds of stuff and smoking and things. And I faced that pressure, but I I determined that I wasn't going to do that. And man, I'm so glad I did it. They would always ask me, Joe, hey, Joe, do you want to drink? I'm like, no, man, I, I just don't do that. That's just not me. And I remember there was one night we were playing, we were playing cards. We were playing poker <laughs> and, uh, and it was just fun. We were, we were in our apartment on campus and one of the guys said, Joe, you, I ask you this all the time and you always tell me no. And you're one of the few Christians that I know that actually says no and means no, but then also doesn't judge us about it. He, and I remember they all, we all just had a conversation and the conversation was, yeah, every Christian I know, they either just drink with us and they're super hypocritical or they judge us. Right. I was like, man, I have an opportunity right here. I got to share Jesus with them. And I said, you know, guys, I think it's wrong. I think it's sinful, like just truth. Like I think it's wrong one, because we're all under age here. So we shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so let alone just your own thoughts of use of alcohol. Number one, it's illegal. We can get trouble. So I don't want to do that. But also guys, I said, I'm a sinner too. I have my own struggles in my own life. And so I can't judge you for being my own, you have my own stuff. So, uh, but man, Gavin, I think that's the challenge that you're going to face in your life. It's just still being true to who you are, still being true to your convictions and, but still being a friend to people mm-hmm. and yeah. know that God has you where he has you for a purpose yeah, and a reason. That's, that's another fear when you were talking about that, I kind of found is being able to talk, but also talk to them about God, but also be a friend mm-hmm. and not have them like be taken aback right. by me trying to share the gospel with them instead of being like, can we just like talk about like something else and being able to like sit down and have like a mm-hmm. real conversation with someone. Yeah. How to weave that, that conversation and, <laughs> and how to and balance it, and not be awkward about right, it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen that go well and I've seen it mm-hmm. go wrong in a very, um, <laughs> very awkward way. So yeah, so conversations can go good, but, but finding a way to, to have conversations with people. And I think, you know, that's a lot of what Jesus did. Jesus had meals. Jesus shared meals with people and, you know, people were upset with Jesus because of who he was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and but if we're supposed to be modeling Jesus, then that's what we're, we should be doing. Now do it in a careful way. You know, mm-hmm. even Gary, our friend Gary would tell you, he's smart about it how he goes about it, how he hangs out with people. And he's usually his wife is already always there with them. So, but yeah, just find a way to, to navigate just doing life with people and then not being so shy to um, put yourself out there. And I'll be honest with you. It's, it's something that I have to, I struggle with from time to time. I, I'll never forget. Um, it was earlier this year. I was working on a sermon and I went to a local coffee shop here in town and the barista asked me, uh, oh, what are you reading? And I had a commentary in my Bible because I was working on my sermon. Mm-hmm. And dude, I froze up mm. because it was very apparent based on their appearance. Maybe that's not safe for me to say. It seemed as though they were probably not a believer, mm-hmm. not a Christ follower. And I didn't want to say anything to offend the person. 
and 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 you know saying that loud just sounds bad but i'm just be, oh, being yeah. honest with you like trans even me as a youth pastor i still find myself in the situations and maybe it's because i'm not in that all the time maybe because i live in this christian bubble mm -hmm. you know and so when i get into the real world I was like you know, but, but that yeah. would have been such a natural conversation and say, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, well, Hey, actually I'm working on a sermon mm -hmm. and, um, I'm just, I love coming here to your coffee shop. It's great. I appreciate it. Uh, Y'all do a great job and just compliment them. Right. And man, I, I'm just, I'm just working on my sermon. Mm -hmm. And if they want to ask, well, what's going on? Well, now you just give me an easy, natural conversation. Right. I'm not, you know, shoving it down your throat or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You've asked me a question. Well, it's actually on blah, 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 blah. Well, that's cool. I've, you know, maybe, maybe they share, well, I used to go to church. Now we're just having a conversation. Right. You know, so I think about that from time to time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can't go back and have that conversation over again. I've gone back in and right. um, talked to the same person and I try to be as friendly as I can mm -hmm. and be loving and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm here to say I, I'm not always perfect in it either. And you won't, none of us will be. Right. But I think, um, you know, grace and truth. I talk about it a lot. And Jesus was full of grace and truth. And we've got to be people who hold firm to truth, right? But also are graceful about how we go. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in a hostile world, a hostile environment where you're going to find yourself in, um, it may, Gavin, it may be that maybe there's just one person that you get an opportunity to, to invest in and encourage but that's one more person that maybe wouldn't have if you're not there, mm -hmm. you know? And so viewing wherever God has you as, as your mission field. So, but anyways, um, any last, last minute thoughts or anything you want to add to that? Just encourage for anyone listening yeah. or whatever their context is may not be musical theater. Mm -hmm. could be such something else because the world we live in, it's, 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 it's coming that yeah. way for all of us. So. Um, I talked about this at Fuge, come back to Fuge. Yeah. Um, God has a plan for everything like god has a reason that he does every single thing in in everyone's life so if you're ever having doubts or struggles with where you are in life just remember that there's a reason that you're in this you're in this time and there's a reason that this is happening to you and know that you're gonna get through it but you're not gonna get through it without having god you're gonna having the strength and the courage to listen to him and just take time. Don't try to rush through something on your own. Just slow down and listen. Gotcha. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, that's about it. It's been real. So, yeah. So, um, so we're headed off in just, just a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I know this is kind of dated a little bit here, but uh, headed off to to Connecticut. Yep. And we also have someone else in Connecticut from Lone Oak Street Ministry. Mm -hmm. Keaton. Keaton Kruger's up yep. there. He'll be stationed there with the, the Navy Academy. Or Navy. Mm -hmm. So y'all are going to try and meet up. Yep. Sweet. Try and meet up. Good deal. Good deal. A couple times. Yeah. Try that'll be to. good. That'll be good. All right. Well, Hey, uh, thank you all so much for listening and there's plenty more other episodes and things you can listen to. Maybe you find yourself on a, on a board day or maybe you're traveling this summer or something like that. Hey, go ahead and listen to, and let us know, um, some topics you want us to cover. If you would like to be on the Lone Oak Student Mission Podcast, just let oh, us know. Yeah. And because uh, Gavin, you let me know you want to be on, right? Mm -hmm. I think most of our our guests we've had on have always come up to being like, "Hey, Joe, I want to be with the podcast." So just let you know if you're listening and you want to, um, I may come ask you, but more chances than not, it's always been people come. And it's like, yep. "Hey, I want to be on the podcast." I'm like, "Okay, great. 
what do you want to talk about? <laughs> and and so, then you end up here. And then you end up here in the special chair. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about those chairs later. So <laughs> if you want to know about the chairs, you got to come and do the podcast. Right. So anyways, but cool. Hey, um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Uh, peace. Peace out.